All right, we're back into it with our panel, Kim Wright, Adrian Batra, Mike Van Solen. You know, I've got to ask, Adrian, I mean, you're in the uh, newspaper business, and cartoons can be uh, provocative, controversial, incendiary. Yep. There's one that was done by a Bruce McKinnon with uh, the Halifax Chronicle Herald that shows, uh, and this is apropos the uh, Kavanaugh Ford uh, file, and it uh, shows Lady Justice, we know, holds the scales of justice with a blindfold. Well, she's pinned down on her back, the scales cast aside, and a man's hand covers her mouth. And the two hands, of course, the cufflinks on the sleeve are the Republican elephant. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, of course, is a reference to uh, Christine Blasey Ford and her allegation of assault back in 1982. I'm just not sure uh, what the point is here, uh, or if, in fact, I'm missing it. what is is this what is this cartoon saying? Well, it was very pro- provocative. Look, that's the entire intent of an editorial cartoon in general is to, you know, over exaggerate the reality of what's gone on. Um, and I think what the cartoonist in this instance um, is is trying to suggest is that because of what happened during that hearing, that the ability for Dr. Ford to to speak her truth, to speak, her power of justice had been stifled by the Republicans. So that's where he sort of lost me because I actually don't think that that was the case. I do believe that Dr. Ford was given her opportunity. She was given a platform. And as much as um, I'm no doubt, save for a handful of like one Republican in general, um, most of them were quite respectful and asked very honest um straightforward questions. No one um, attacked her personally. So Often an an editorial cartoonist is just, again, trying to amplify what I think is sort of the general sentiment. And so regardless well, of how we Is it a general sentiment? It, or is I, th- it a, I think it was. Or I is think it a was. specific narrative? I, it's, it's both. I mm. think, and I think that general, um, that's, that sentiment is sort of the general narrative right now. All right. Well, you know, she's pinned down by a, a Republican holding a hand over her mouth. And, uh, you know, it leaves me to wonder if people are forgetting about due process there's seemingly uh i get that it's a sensitive issue and she was credible but at the same time there has to be this uh well this is with extreme prejudice isn't it where's the presumption of innocence in all of this that might even say kavanaugh might have a legitimate uh defense here or you know he should be given that presumption of innocence this doesn't speak to that does it kim I think it also speaks to a broader conversation about what we saw there and in the hearings and what we've seen in the conversations. Had those had those two women not, frankly, walked up to uh, Senator Flake in the elevator and forced him to listen to them and listen to their stories, right. I'm not sure he would have not just towed the party line and gone along well, with... So he was intimidated. He wasn't intimidated. He finally was forced to to actually put a mirror up to himself and to what was actually happening to to women across uh, across, frankly, the world. Well, where has he been lately? I mean, come on, uh, everybody knows. Lots of people have not really been. They, they why hasn't she reported? If you look at the hashtag beyond hashtag Me Too, if you look at the hashtag why wh- I didn't report, why I didn't report. Mm-hmm. There are some very honest and thoughtful and deep conversations that are being hap- that are happening that frankly I have spent the last 2 3 weeks talking to friends and family about not only their experiences 
but a number of people who didn't understand the why people didn't report. And this is a whole other conversation around the justice system and why women haven't reported. If you look at Robin Doolittle's series last year on how they weren't, how women, when they reported being sexually assaulted or raped, weren't taken seriously by police, that groundbreaking conversation has changed how policing is done in Canada and, frankly, around the world, and it needs to continue on. And this heralds a cartoon, hopefully, will start more of those conversations about what needs to change. Well, all right, but is there not a danger that, and I'll issue this caveat, that we can cast aside uh, one of the bedrock principles of a liberal democracy, which is due process, the presumption of innocence, and uh, until you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that somebody is guilty, it stands to reason that we have to uh, suspend our own biases and a certain narrative that may have taken hold. Mike Van Solen, tell me I'm wrong. Well, I, look, I do think uh, the, there is due process in the United States, and as much as the institutions may be wobbling with everything that is going on, this uh, editorial cartoon, uh, it, is, it is just that. It is editorial. It is a person's point of view, and he, he is expressing his perspective that justice has been denied. And there certainly are a lot of people in the Me Too movement and a lot of people who rightly feel that it has been difficult and the scales have been, not of justice, but just of gender balance, have been, have been unequal for too long. Um, but look, it will be the senators who ultimately decide this. They are hearing out the case, um, and and they will vote at the end of this week as to what they think. Uh, you know whether the the judge should move on to the Supreme Court. Uh, every single vote matters. Uh, everybody is getting their chance to 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 well, say all right. Their so case. they got a week. They got a week. Uh, a period of grace with the they, FBI. They may even have less than that. The FBI investigation may end up in the uh, finish in the next forty eight hours. The answer to your question is yes. Yes, of course, there should be the presumption, but it doesn't matter in this environment. It doesn't matter in this context of what has gone on with respect to these larger, broader discussions that we're having with respect to sexual assault, alleged sexual harassment, all of these things. You herald this is so, a good development? Not necessarily, the other but th- I'm just saying is that with respect to um, Justice Kavanaugh, He's already guilty in the court of public opinion. It doesn't matter. He also what didn't help himself in line. any way, shape, or form during his, during his... You know, if, if any... Frankly, if a woman had behaved the way he did on the stand the other day, the cries of there being hysterics oh, and on, never are come that... come on. I mean, are you I'm kidding serious. me? A guy's life is in the balance. Everything he's worked for, his reputation... So is hers. Is well, all right. But, you know, it seems like you only want to focus on uh, her that complaint. He cr- that he cried. Right. That he said, how I've does never he win? Tell me, Tell me how he would win. How uh, he would I win. He's he, damned if he does, damned if I he doesn't. I think he needed to be a more credible witness of his own life really? history, and you I don't think he did that. I think uh, being righteously pissed is pretty credible from where I come from. I would agree with that because I know that there has been a lot of criticism of him for his his crying and, and, and the emotion and anger at sometimes. But I got to say, if some man that I knew and was high profile and was going for something quite significant, but I knew this individual and they were accused of doing something 30 years ago, I would expect him to be quite PO'd. I would expect him to to vociferously defend himself. And how that manifested itself perhaps was not as elegant as we would have wanted to see from a potential Supreme Court justice. But my goodness, this man, and hers too, to be sure, 
is this man has literally had everything ripped apart. And in fairness to Dr. Ford, she has felt that her life has been ripped apart for the last 30 years. So well, I understand. I mean, there's no there's no win here. No. Well, you know, I noticed uh, as well uh, on social media, a lot of people are criticizing Jesus for overturning the tables with the uh, money counters and the Pharisees because uh, as a guy who was preaching peace and all the rest, uh, he just lost it that afternoon. <laughs> I'm making that up, but you get my point. I want to come back, by the way, and ask if one week is appropriate uh, for the FBI to be investigating this. Adrian, you kind of let the cat out of the bag. You think it could be even sooner. Well, it's so from what I'm sort of seeing the suggestions of sort of the independent counsel that was there, she has said that it is very difficult to prove a he said, she said, and there is even less proof in this instance with Dr. Ford's accusations with against Well, if the FBI Justice doesn't Kavanaugh. find a smoking gun, then everybody's right. going to complain that this somehow was not thorough. Right. And, and I know, but I, I think we have to be prepared for the fact that the FBI is going to come back and their findings are going to be inconclusive. And then it will be back on the senators to decide. And I do believe that the Democrats are moving the goalposts a bit. You know, there's a lot of discussion. I, I found it interesting that SNL focused uh, more on the drinking and whether he drank a lot or didn't drink a lot and whether he characterized that appropriately um, and less about the the questions of sexual assault um, so if, if he lies about being able to drink or not drink or ever being blacked out what else is he being untrue about but what is and she also being untrue about with respect to when she said I'm afraid of flying but then I did this and why didn't they tell them who actually paid for her lie detector test look we can tear both of their testimony apart All right. to be fair let's come back I'm glad you said testimony uh, let's come back one final installment with our panel, Adrian Batra, Mike Van Sol, and Kim Wright. Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 